Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast that helps us remember that there is an infinite amount of everything to experience, and that exploring our desires and prioritizing pleasure is, in fact, part of the recipe for self-love. As always, unless you are treating yourself to one of my paid offerings, please keep all fantasies about me to yourself. Always keep all fantasies about our guests to yourself and enjoy. Today, we have two guests who have been together for 18 years and married for 13 of those years. They are raising two kiddos in a sex-positive home and have, in the last year, discovered unicorns and swinging together. She is a 35-year-old bisexual cis female who grew up in Arkansas and enjoys being blindfolded, handcuffed, being teased, and every kind of anticipation. And he is a 38-year-old straight cis man from Arizona who loves taking the dominant role in the bedroom, pleasing, and partners who communicate exactly what they want. A contractor and a postal worker from Arizona. Welcome, Brad and Jen! Hi! Hi, Wild. How are you? So excited I'm to be here! So happy to <laughs> talk to you! Yay! If you had to rate yourselves on a sexual shame-o-meter today, with 10 being the most full of shame and 1 being the least, actually, should we have you rate each other? Yes. Ooh, that's good. That's I like great, it. Yeah, absolutely. Idea. I'll rate Jenny at a 3.5. There's a lot of things that she does perfectly, but <laughs> in the limelight, she's a little skeptical about them. She's working on that. I get nervous about new things. You know, if you're not in the right mindset at that time, so, yeah, that's about accurate. I was going to say about a three for myself. So, yeah, cool. Okay. And what about for him? He's way better than me. He's a two. He's a very prideful guy and is confident in what he does and doesn't do things without thinking them thoroughly through first. So, once he's to a place, and especially when it comes to sex and everything that we've been going through lately, he's there. He's got no shame about it. He's the one that's told friends and you know everything else already about everything that we do he's happy and he's proud of what we have so no shame at all i would put myself more at a three. <laughs> oh, okay see this is why it's important to find baselines we all have different numbers and the reason why i put myself at a three is my self-doubt sexual self-doubt specifically no just grading myself against other individuals oh man that comparison thing is rough yeah i'm a very humble individual so it's hard for me to put myself better than or equal to when stepping into a different situation, a different light. So okay. usually when I enter that situation in a different light, then my number will change. But working up to those situations is I very much put myself in the rear. Can you give us a little overview now of what your sex life is like at the moment and what your favorite parts are? We are on a high it's a lot of learning. So there's definitely been some ups and downs and times where we've had to step back and have some pretty deep discussions. And, you know, I wasn't really comfortable with this, or I didn't like how this person did this with us or with you. But aside from that, like we are communicating and talking to each other pretty much every day. We'll talk for a few hours a day on the phone while we're both at work. Luckily we have jobs that we can kind of communicate a lot like that. It all started with you. So we can get into that too. And we will just discuss like previous night or previous weekend, something, you know, like what happened? Like what, what that make you feel like? How did you like this? How did you like that? Can you believe we did this? It's very liberating. I mean, we're just on this high right now. Like I said, it's good. It's way better than it's ever been. And it was great before we thought. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait for details. Before we dive in though, can you tell us each your personal definition of sexy? What does sexy mean to you? Sexy to me is a version of confidence. It's some version of chemistry. It's some version of the physical portion of you and how you carry yourself. There's not one thing to me that is the pure definition of sexy. Every person has their own definition of sexy, and it's whether or not I can communicate with that version of sexy. A lot of what he said, I love confidence in anyone, seeing confidence in one of my friends, seeing that they're proud of something that they've accomplished in the day with their own family or seeing him and his element in that dominant role in the bedroom. I mean, there's that confidence that you feel in yourself when that shines through, everyone can see it. And that to me is really sexy. Oh, amazing. And then can you both tell us what are your respective relationships to consent currently? Like, how does it show up for you in your life? And did you ever learn about it growing up? 
So consent for me is very sexy. It's the only way to start a conversation. For instance, you know, if you want to hug somebody, you ask for consent. And that doesn't mean that you have consent for the entire night or for the entire duration of your time together. So every step is a consensual question for me. It does many things for myself. First, it bridges that gap between us to know that we're both okay. Secondly, it allows, it empowers them to speak up and to tell him what they want, which right. is yeah. one of the things he likes. As far as consent, when it came down to me growing up, my mom raised me by herself. So I was always raised to respect women. So I never needed to ask for consent because I always waited for them to make the first move. So it's not the right way to do things. However, it was the only way that I knew how. So I never asked for consent, but I don't feel like I ever needed to or push that boundary to make somebody else wonder if they were doing the right thing. Yeah, he's always been utmost of gentleman with me, even way back in the day. I'm pretty sure I took him. Not the other way around. I was going to say, so does that mean you made the (laughs) first move? (laughs) Probably. Probably. (laughs) For me, consent, again, I also grew up with a single mom. So kind of a little mom myself helping with my younger brother. So she was very open with me about sex and everything. I just always remember going to her about things and her saying, you can always come to me about anything. And we'd have talks and joke about things. And she definitely always let me know that things should be my choice. Nobody should touch you or do anything without you being okay with it. And of course that was progressive, you know, when you're little, nobody touches you except maybe mommy and doctor. And that's when they ask. And then, you know, it kind of grew from there as I got older. Consent now, for me, that starts with him and us. Are we okay with this? Do we want to do this? Are you comfortable with him or with her? And then from there, I expect another man and even another woman. I guess I'm probably a little bit more lenient with another woman. Very lenient. Very mm. lenient. <laughs> Interesting to notice. But I, I might be the aggressor in some of that too. So, But yeah, I expect another man to be just as respectful with me as Brad is with their wife. So it's important to us for sure. But for me, the respect now starts with us, the asking And then because you went out of your way to mention it in your intro, you said that you are raising your kids in a sex positive fashion. What kind of conversations about consent are you having with them? So no conversations about consent yet. We've tried this a few years ago, or actually Jenny did a few years ago. (laughs) There's been consent about touching. I have talked to the boys about, you know, nobody touches you except for mommy and doctor, kind of how I was taught as well. So there's been those talks, but they're still pretty young, nine and 11, and boys, I think boys mature a little bit slower than girls. So that's why we've kind of pushed off a lot of the sex talks until this past year. And to the way that we raise them is very traditional. It's in a sex positive traditional manner. So they're raised with a great deal of respect for everybody around them. Mm -hmm. And they better show that every chance they can. But as far as kind of sex positive and body positive, we are not modest people. (laughs) Mm. So There's a lot of nakedness in our house, even me still. And I don't know, maybe I should curtail that a little bit with boys coming into puberty, but we we're all very comfortable. The boys don't seem to be uncomfortable with that. I'm not really uncomfortable with it. I mean, there's times where I'm like, Hey, I'm the only girl in this house. Can you give me privacy? But in fact, a lot of times the boys will come to me for penis questions, you know, and it's like, buddy, I don't know why that's doing that. You're really going to have to go ask your dad, (laughs) you know, and just the lightheartedness, making them feel comfortable about talking to us about any questions they might have about their body or little girls or us, you know, if they have questions about us, we're always open to them coming and talking to us. I mean, we'll joke about it. Booby jokes are pretty frequent (laughs) in our house with little boys and this guy here. So beautiful. It's all pretty positive. Yeah. I love that your sons are able to come ask you questions when they have them. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us now what happens to your respective shame when it's time to talk to new partners about safer sex? How do those conversations go for you? And what's your ideal version of those conversations? Well, outside of me and Jenny, it is a non-question because it's always going to be there. We do communicate about that on the regular whenever we can mm-hmm. or whenever we need to, I should say. And there is never any negotiating when it comes to that. Most of the people that we've met, it is also non-negotiation either. So, Yeah, there's always protection worn. But for me, 
as far as the shame meter like you were talking about, it's taken me a little bit. When I was younger, I don't know, I guess I kind of used sex to fit in a little bit as a teenage girl. I was kind of <laughs> I was a little promiscuous and wasn't good to myself as much as I should have been. You know, I just kind of, if they wanted something, it happened. You know, it wasn't about my pleasure and my comfort level always. And so our first few experiences, I kind of didn't speak up once something wasn't you know, as pleasurable as it could have been or something. And to me, that's part of safe sex practices is if something doesn't feel good to me or doesn't make me feel right, that's, it's not safe. It's not safe for me or my body or my mind or us, you know, as a couple. So that I feel has gotten a lot stronger through this, which is, I feel like a badass kind of (laughs) in learning to speak my mind about that. So my shame meter is going down with that drastically. In the beginning, it was a little hard, but yeah, as far as protection and everything else being tested, that's non-negotiable. If we bring that home, then it affects us again as a couple and we don't want that. Totally. Okay. So if I'm hearing you, the non-negotiable parts are getting tested and using protection? Yes. And then what does protection using look like for you? Because you're engaging in threesomes with other vagina owners. Did I get that right? Yes. Yes. And other couples. I've also been intimate with other men now. Oh, right. Unicorns and swinging. Yes. Yes. Condoms always worn. Do you use dental dams? No. I've heard you talk about that before. So I'm kind of curious about that. But no, we have not. Not orally. Well, just as a person who contracted HSV in my throat, I always like to check in about are we using protection for oral? Because I used to not do it either, but I am just a huge fan of dental dams, which are just easy little squares of latex or they have the polyurethane ones. And then laurels for people who are not allergic to natural rubber latex. Those are the underwear, right? Yeah, they're super hot and I love them. Yeah, and they have sales all the time if you go subscribe to their list. So that's, I'm just out there like shouting it out just because Melanie who created them is amazing and I fucking love them and use them a lot in my life. Okay, so now we've gotten through our intro questions. Let's go back in time to your early years. When do each of you remember hearing about sex for the first time and what do you remember thinking and feeling about it? I was really young. My mom, you know, soap operas and stuff like that were always on. I remember her walking in on me one time and I was probably four, five, six with my Barbies and Ken and Barbie were kissing and mom kind of made the joke like, ooh. And I'm pretty sure within that like same week, she had the birds and the bees talk. You know, that's what it was back then. So I was really young and she was just very open about it and clinical. I remember having these friends and they were like a year or two older than me. I was probably six, seven. And they basically said, when you lean over, you know, a stool or a bench or a chair, the square of a couch and you press, and it was obviously right on our clit. When you press into that, it feels really, really good. Or we can reach our toes over and do it with our toes to each other. And it feels really good. And that was probably my first like experiences with wow, what is my body doing? This is nice. So that was my first experience. Cool. I trying to get her to recreate this. I know. He, he's like, can you bend over the couch, please? <laughs> Certain banisters that are at the right height, like, oh, like on stairs, I'm like, new idea. Yeah, we need some stairs in here. <laughs> or just wherever you encounter them. Those are the ones that I will sometimes sneakily do in public because I love that like gentle lean. What about you, Brad? My earliest memory is, is we grew up out here in Arizona and we always had a pool growing up. <laughs> So I would have to say my mom's friends and all of their bikinis was my <laughs> of that. The sunbathing. Yeah, the sunbathing, the oil, you know, the, the old banana boat oil and everything else from back in the day that isn't good now. He um, definitely has a thing for like the 1980s, like bikini style, yeah. <laughs> high waist. And, and yeah, we have a perm and a lot of bra padding. Room. Love it. Did you ever get to see any of those bikini tops come off? Or how did you kind of make the connection about like what sex was? Yes, I did. My mom was not a fan of disguise. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So there was a lot to do in my mother's backyard when I was was a kid. (laughs) It happened all the way up until I was a teenager. So I don't specifically remember peeking out of a window, but I'm sure I did it a time or two. Gosh, the first time I touched myself was 11, 10 or 11, somewhere on there. And I accidentally spit on myself when I was using the restroom and I decided to wipe it off. 
very vigorously. And it went off. (laughs) (laughs) So that weekend, I specifically remember not being able to leave the bathroom at all. And what about you, Jen? When did you start discovering your body beyond the gentle lean? (laughs) That was probably my form of masturbation for years, probably until I was 33. (laughs) (laughs) Until I I don't know, until I was like probably 13, maybe. And that's kind of when I knew like, well, the back massager came out. Of course, that was way better than the lean, the long, like mom back massager, you know, that she used to have. Oh yeah. That was awesome. Aside from that, I don't think I, like, I didn't have my fingers in me until probably 13 or 14. And it never like did a lot for me. That vibration from the back massager though, or the lean was amazing. But I mean, I tried like the brush handle. I tried, I think I tried a banana once. Anything that I was like, I know this is what it's supposed to be shaped like. This is what it should feel like. And it wasn't anything amazing. You know, I've never really masturbated a lot. Even I am more now. But yeah, even in my adult years, I not very often, a couple times a month, maybe. So very infrequently. Prior to our journey starting, it was very infrequent. I'd have to almost beg her to do it. Even when I was not at home. Wow. I'm going to go on a trip. Can you please? So, yeah, go ahead and send me some pictures. Go do this. Go do yeah. that. I love that. Please yourself. Learn your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, that's a very hot way to make something that, I mean, you, don't get me wrong. I love masturbating. I do it all the time. But it for me, it like heightens it to the next level when there still is that like energetic exchange. Jen, do you like receiving those suggestions now? It seems like you might now or how, how is that? Oh, yeah, I do now for sure. It's so funny because now even more so he's like tell me tell me when you're going to and he'll be out in the garage working on something and so I'll send him some sort of picture to where he knows like it's about to go down and it's funny because he's like explore yourself take the time for yourself because that's hard as a mom and wife and working full-time to take that 15 minutes and just close the door and do your own thing but so I'll finally take that time and then five minutes later he's like I couldn't stay away (laughs) so he's right and like helping me out so she's getting yeah. faster at it, right? Yeah. Started at 35. It's <laughs> it working its way down. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely, that's something on my to-do list is I, I really want to start taking that time and exploring more on my own. Okay. So if I do math in my head, Brad would have been 20 when you guys met and you would have been 18. Yeah. I yeah. was 20 and a half. We celebrated his 20th birthday, I think yep. right after we started dating. Okay. A little backstory on us is when we first got together, we both come from broken homes. So both divorced parents, double sides, remarried multiple times. Mm -hmm. So when we got together, we were very much of the mindset that together forward is the only direction that we move and everything that's in our past is in our past. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I, as a dominant role in the relationship, I created a virtual wall between me and Jenny to say that there was nothing that happened in our past Everything that happens is a step ahead we of us. Never talked about so we first never talked times, about our first times. Like we never talked about other partners. We never talked about anything like that. It was very much a, from today forward, it is us and there's nothing else in the world that matters. Wait, have you never talked about experiences before you? This is where so this you is where come you, into. You were such a vital yeah, part of our growth. At work, I'm big on listening to audiobooks and podcasts and it started back in the and I know there's not a lot of fans for it but it started with the 50 shades audiobook yeah. I listened to those while I was at work and I would come home and just attack him you know <laughs> and every now and again you know once a month or once every few months when I would listen to kind of more of a raunchier book and sexy Erot- book erotic yeah I'd come home and he'd reap all the benefits and love it and <laughs> not ask any questions you know and so about a year ago, that happened, and he asked me, well, what were you listening to? And it was a podcast at that time. I'm not sure which one it was, but it might have been a swinger podcast. <laughs> and he asked me what I was listening to, and it was something about an open marriage, basically. And he says that I didn't tell him all the details. I'm a horrible teller of stories. So I left out some (laughs) on accident, but I left out some on purpose because I didn't want him to think that I needed or wanted necessarily something that turned me on. It's just fantasy, very hot, but 
he got it out of me. And that's when he kind of went through this mental process of, oh my gosh, I put up this block. My wife can't even tell me what turns her on in fear of how I'm going to react to it, which he says that. And I didn't think there was any kind of block either. We didn't think this until this like epiphany came up. We didn't know that that we had an issue. And I wouldn't even say that we had an issue. No, but I mean, but, if, if I was hit on or something at the grocery store at work, I wouldn't come home and tell them about it out of respect mm, or that's how I looked at it. Yeah. You know, bottom line is, is but now we do. Yeah, is, uh, <laughs> I put up this wall that I didn't want to know Yeah. about others finding her attractive or about her finding another situation attractive other than myself. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that, where you come into play. Yeah. That's where you come into play. I introduced him to you. <sighs> And we went back and asked each other every single one of the questions that you regularly ask. We went back (laughs) to the beginning of time. Yes. With us individually, with us together. And Uh we've relearned ourselves together and individually. Between talking on the phone, like while we were working and at home in the evening, you know, after the kids are in bed, we probably talked for seven, eight hours a day alone about us and experiences and questions with each other. And, but your questions were the start of it. So it was very life changing for us. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Because this is also literally my dream to have a partner that wants to talk at that level of depth. It doesn't sound like you like did it in an hour. Like, you know, like, no. like, it's literally what I dream of. And so to hear you then reflecting that like, oh, yeah, that is possible, at least for those people over there, you know, like that gives me some hope. Yeah. It's Holy so funny fuck. because if we have like a couple days or a busy week where we can't talk as much, you know, we still always we probably call each other two to three times a day just to check in. But if we can't like, you know, have conversations, it's like at the end of the week, we're like, I really need to connect. Like, I feel like we haven't connected and I need you and I need this. And yeah, it, it kills the us. emotional like connection you know we don't get as much as we need it now and so yeah you did that you started that yeah a year and a half two years ago we could go we go all day our work days without saying really two words to each other and now if we go longer than an hour and a half to two hours of asking each other a question or saying a statement to each other Mm -hmm. it's detrimental (laughs) wow So I really want to make sure that I'm understanding that we're all hearing you correctly or like in the way that feels accurate to your experience. It's not that something was broken or wrong before. It's just there was an opportunity for greater connection. And now it's like a new baseline, it sounds like. Totally. How has that affected your sex life? Oh, my gosh. Nothing but positive, obviously. That's why we're here. For those first like couple months because after after we got through all the questions I had him listen to one of the audiobooks with me and the audiobook was all about a couple that took in a single woman that had just split with her boyfriend and she became theirs basically and we would listen to two or three chapters stop call each other what was hot about that to you what did you like oh about my that god that's amazing we ended up having to stop listening to it because this guy over here is like pumping cabinets at work you know in a vacant in a vacant house like as he's installing cabinets he's like babe i I, i'm grinding on cabinets right now we gotta stop thank god there was nobody around yeah i was gonna say or you have to get over there right now assuming no one else (laughs) is there for those first like few months we would come home and just attack each other and we still do tried a lot of like Things that we had never tried. I mean, just, you know, blindfold. We'd always talked about blindfolding each other. We never bought one. We never got one. And then we did. And we got, you know, some whips and everything else. And I got a few more outfits because I hadn't really put on lingerie in years just because I don't know why. But this, I'm sexy enough without it. I don't need it. And now I'm putting on outfits. And we've got several more toys. We've always been fans of toys. But now several more toys that we're trying out. She needs to buy stock it's- and... They're going into debt over sex toys. But yeah, so a whole new level for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I would love to hear what it was like hearing each other's backstories for the first time after spending almost a couple decades together. It was like our relationship was brand new and we were dating all over again. And Um, to that point, it's still brand new Mm -hmm. today. 
that journey has definitely not mm-hmm. stopped for us. It just keeps growing and growing yeah. every day. That's so cool. Okay, I have two burning questions. The first one has been on my mind since Brad revealed that he was a contractor. Have you had sex where you're wearing just like a tool belt, like either of you, or like in the garage or somewhere like with sawdust? So I just told him he needs to do that for sure. He's doing a job for some friends of ours that are in the lifestyle. And it's this kind of running fantasy of ours that he's going to become the lifestyle contractor here in the valley I was gonna say, yeah <laughs> and i'm like well if that's the case you're gonna have to show up in like a wife beater and a hard hat and your tool belt like that would be so hot it's always been one of my fantasies to be in a house with a female and that fantasy play out for myself i'm that's gonna make that happen for him. it'll it's gonna happen since, for him since day one so. i just gotta get the logistics I'm like, I'm having a new like contractor dom fantasy. Like imagine like a toolbox that's like leather on the outside and you open it up and it is like real tools and sex toy. Like I'm just like, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In a house that's just never quite all the way finished because they keep getting distracted. My other burning question for you is when did the group things start? How did those conversations unfold for you? How has that been? He kind of surprised me with that. So through the beginning of our journey, she wanted to experience a sex club or some version of it. So a long, a long time ago, I saw kind of one of the, you know, HBO specials and it was all about like a sex club, but it was, I don't even remember where, but it was some very beautiful, like elaborate, like fancy sex club. Everything was red velvet and the people were gorgeous. And so that's always been what a sex club is to me in my mind. And I told him, I'm like, I want to go watch people and I want people to watch us. Like, so I wanted to go to a sex club and right away, the ones that we have kind of in the area are not great. Yeah. So he's like, no, you, you want to do what? Um, That's coming from, I would say the conservative side of where I came from. Right. I didn't want to be put in a situation where I was going to be extremely uncomfortable with other men, with other men and and Mm non-consent ideals. And that was part of my growth that I had to do was get over the fact that she's hot. Everybody's going to look at her. And I have yeah. to be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's kind of where, well, we that's stuck, where yeah. it all started. But we stuck prior- with the single women for a while. And then once or twice he had asked me, like, well, do you want to be with another man? No. No, I'm like, I'm good. I don't think I'm there yet. Well, are you going to be? I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'll ever be there. Because for me, the single woman thing is sexy and hot and fun. And I'm curious about it all. Another man is off the table. You know, that's where I always thought it's off the table. It's wrong. He's my only man. But then all of a sudden driving home from a date, I think, with a girl, he said, hey, by the way, we've got a date with a couple on Friday. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? So he had already been processing everything in his head. Like, I know this is what she's eventually going to want. So I'm going to deal with it in my head. And then he just kind of went with it and we went with it. So lots of dates. Is this a sneaky husband move that's like sanctioned in the bounds of your relationship? Because I have never had a long-term partnership. And I know that there are like levels of trust that I just haven't experienced with people. So like, how was it for you to receive that? I was nervous in the very beginning of the couple's thing, even with the women a little bit, I think. I was always nervous about how he's going to view me after. I love that he made the initial moves. He did the same thing with the women. Like he's like, Hey, by the way, we're on this site. We're on this site. I'm like, wait, what? Hold on. Like <laughs> all these different sites. And I'm like, I can't even keep track. Like, what are we on? And what are we, what, are, what pictures? What, what's this? What's that? But it sounds fun to you still. That's what I'm trying to figure out. You're not like, Oh no. Cause I'm like, yeah, I would love a husband or wife that would just like set up dates for me. It was exhilarating and fun and nerve wracking And kind of the same thing with a couple. It took my head to a whole nother level because I really hadn't gone there yet. Of course, I mean, there's, again, that fantasy land, like being with another couple or being in a sex club and having that orgy or, you know, whatnot. Like, yeah, that's going to be hot, but I'm not there. I wasn't there yet. I didn't think I was. And then he just kind of pushed it. He had processed it through his head. And he was okay with it for the most part. And She very much puts the cart before the horse. I'm an Aries. I jump first and then think about it later. And he has to process everything and be comfortable and understand things. And then he'll do it. 
Is he an earth sign or is he like a cancer? Virgo. I'm a Virgo. Virgo. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So <laughs> luckily he keeps me on the ground most yeah. of the time. <laughs> but yeah, so he set up that first date. And I mean, we went through several dates before, you know, we had our first experience. And it was so fun because even though things weren't happening, we would go home and be like, oh my God. I want to do this to them or they were really hot or I think he wanted to kiss me or I think she was leaning into you wanting you to do it. But we didn't know how to make those first moves. You know, we just were not. That's like how my regular single person life is, except that you're doing it with each other and you have another person that observed different. De- That's so cool. We haven't dated in 19 years, 18, yeah. 19 years. So it was just a lot of fun. And then we'd go home and fuck each other's brains out, you know, because we were so excited about everything. <laughs> So, like, eventually this is going to be happening and it's going to be hot. Wow. What was it like the first time you were with someone together? What do you remember about it? What was it? Oh, the very first uh, time was kind of a impromptu. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, the very first time was not planned. It was not anything that we had sought out to do. We actually went on a date and through the date, we were all filming each other and we we're like, hey, let's go to a strip club. Went to dinner, then the strip club. And, and then... <laughs> They were the only two girls in the strip club. And let's just say they took all of the dancers' attention away. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) So from there, it just proceeded to go out and... We made it to the back of the truck, and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, Wyo, I had never kissed a girl, ever. Uh, Like, I didn't have those, like, experimenting in college days... I had never even kissed a girl. I was very nervous. And then being in the strip club and in that environment and just the sexiness. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> did you like it? I did. I really liked it. Clearly. It, clearly yeah, I really liked it. We had to do it again. So, uh, yeah, we made it to the back of the truck and had some fun. <laughs> that was the end of the night. And we're going home going, oh, my God, that just happened. Like, we just wow. did this. We're in it now. Through the start of our journey, when Jenny had initially came to me and started opening up to me, which took a pry bar and a hammer uh, to do that. But when she finally started to open up, she was like, no, I don't want to do this. But every day we would talk and her fantasies, her dialect would grow a little bit more every day. So that's why I felt like it was going to become more of a contagious thing to our relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's why I bridged that gap Mm -hmm. and sought out the single female interaction. And then the couple interaction. And then, and then, the I, and then after that, because I never expressed a concern to be where we're at. I enjoy where we're at, but it was never my idea. It was her idea. So my fantasy. Her fantasies. Yeah. Not her ideas, but her fantasies that led us here. So during our first couple of single female interactions, I had started working on the process of allowing somebody else, meaning a couple or a male, no single males, but yeah. a couple to be a part of us because eventually that's where this is all going to lead. That's where my brain went. So I started working on my inner processes to break down those additional walls that were still up even through the single female encounters because I knew that one day it was going to be there. It could have been another 15 or 20 years from now before we were ever there if we were working on her clock. However, I just felt like I have to confront the elephant in the room, if that makes any sense. So I'm all for I'm I'm like, well, if something's on the horizon, what if tomorrow was the horizon? What if the next minute was the horizon? You know, like, like that's done processing. He's good. He's good to go. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like once something makes logical sense to me, then the implementation is purely practical. Like if there's a good reason to wait, I will. But otherwise, let's go. So, Brad, how was that process for you? Like, I have talked to very few straight dudes who are comfortable with another dude near them. And I actually think that, like, that could be, like, a little key, like, magic key to unlocking the world. (laughs) So, can you share with us what your process was? I don't know. I think you've always been more, he's always been more concerned with me and the other man. How is he going to treat her, this, that, versus, like, the occasional, like, oops, we accidentally like bumped things touched yeah. legs or whatever you that's never been a bothersome thing to you really no i mean and, uh, if there's intentional groping that's going to be an issue <laughs> you know i but, haven't actually experienced closeness like that to yeah. where it would ever become an issue if that makes any sense for yeah. for me being straight i haven't actually experienced that to where that put me in a place where i was like oh wait a minute we need to step back mm-hmm. and put space between us there's been closeness there's been group 
groups yeah. all kind of yeah, there's been together groups, in the same area. But it's no. very much a respect thing. Yeah. The main thing that I had to break down as far as a wall and a barrier for myself was the respect thing. Whatever we do, I'm of utmost respect of everybody around me, whether it's from a professional standpoint or a play standpoint where we're at now. I want everybody to be in control and everybody to be comfortable with the entire situation. So Ugh. when we date other couples or another girl, it's very much putting themselves before me and understanding that even though I'm gifting you yourself and as far as I'm putting myself behind you, you need to give me that respect in exchange. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. I haven't experienced something that I've given and they haven't given back yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll fill you in on that later. For the most part, everyone is very respectful in the lifestyle. There's a lot of respect given. I think we've only come across one person because I like kind of going back and forth between him and the other woman, the other man. I like connecting with him as well during, you know, no separate rooms, no separate anything. It's an experience that we were doing together because I like watching him too. I've only had one bad experience for me anyways, where I started to move towards him and the guy pulled me back. That's not respectful to us. But for the most part, everyone has been very respectful. And I don't know, it's been such a confidence booster for me as a woman. Not only, you know, the compliments from the men. I mean, you get those all the time. But compliments from other women, other women lifting each other up has been huge for me. Every shape and size and age it's been amazing. And there's a lot of respect between women too, which is very cool. Fuck yes. I feel like I've always been kind of attracted to energy mm-hmm. and you can definitely feel the read of an individual or of a group of people or of a room for that matter, the minute that you walk into it. So a lot of the pre-qualification, I should say, happens before words are even exchanged as far as that's concerned. We have instincts, right? So if you're in tune with those instincts, you understand that Either somebody's on your page or they're not on your page. Mm -hmm. So it's been a very easy transition for me as far as uh, navigating to figure out who is going to give me that respect when I'm giving them the respect and who's not. And the people who don't, our experiences together are Mm -hmm. short-lived. I'm hearing so much beautiful report of mutuality and respect. My kind of understanding is that respect creates short-term trust, which builds the foundation for longer-term trust. Oh, absolutely. I would love to hear from you. What, as a couple, have you either appreciated the most from your lover partners, like from the perspective of a couple there together, and slash, what are just some of the hottest turn-ons been in these new experiences? I know where he's going to go. We had one the other night that was very cool. We had a couple and we have not met them. We've just kind of chatted with them and they wanted to do FaceTime sex. Oh, so we literally like, I can feel I'm rubbing on me. Like I'm already passed out in bed. We go to bed a lot earlier than most of these other people, but I'm already in bed, like passed out. I can feel I'm rubbing on me and I'm kind of rolling over like, okay, not, yeah. I'm already half asleep at midnight. We get this phone call and he wakes me up and it was kind of that, like, what, what's going on? What's, and it's this other couple and they're already like, going at it and so we just start playing and he goes down on me and it gets me all hot and bothered and they had texted us two days earlier and they were like hey we're you guys want to do this and i I was like yeah that'll be fun Mm -hmm. but we're early risers we're up at 4 30 in the morning Mm -hmm. so we're like yeah sure call us do whatever you want to do text us first and we'll go along with it well we're already sleeping so i missed it The first, yeah, the The first first night we missed the phone call. So they had texted the next day and they're like, hey, what about tonight? I'm like, yep, we're there for sure. So he stayed up. (laughs) I was, my brain (laughs) was was ready. Even though I was asleep, my brain was not asleep. So the minute that my phone chimed, I was like, all right, it's time to go. Let's go. So it was, I mean. It was so sexy. The the eroticism of watching other people through a screen while they were watching us. Mm. It was. Our own, um, like, live porn to where we could converse with them a little bit and say, Ooh, I like that. And they would grin or, you know, and, Oh, it was really hot. And I feel I get really turned on. Like anytime he pulls out the camera and I've got that sexy mode on, I love being, you know, photographed and the, the whole video thing. I felt good. I felt really good, which in turn makes my performance really good for him and it was so hot so that was probably one of the big standout moments lately 
for me, I'm very in tune to like body language and the comfortableness between everyone. When it comes to that, it's very easy to connect, but then it's very hard to connect at the same time. So when connection is made, it is a very erotic thing to mm-hmm. feel. So I would have to say that for me, the biggest thing that stands out is when the connection is made, there's almost nothing better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between me and Jenny, between me and somebody else, when we have that common pedestal, mm-hmm. that common ground to stand on, it is mind-blowing. Between all four people, that's a lot harder with a couple than just a third. Yeah, quad is literally twice as much work as a triangle. Well, probably different math than that. Well, two triangles make a quad. A little extra work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that note, it does sound like you are actually making an effort to connect with your partners ahead of time. And I can't help but wonder if that has something to do with the wonderfulness of it. How much time are you investing before you're meeting them in a sexy way? I think it depends. We've met someone like within a day or two. And then we've met someone after talking to them for like two months just because of scheduling or they live in, you know, the next town over. Not just that, though. For us personally, we're very social Well, yeah, we definitely need to get to know people a little bit. We enjoy the interaction. We enjoy going out together. We enjoy going out with others. It doesn't have to be just about, like, hooking up with people. Right. Essentially, we attack every situation with an open mindset that there is no agendas, there's Mm -hmm. no expectations. But we're also just going to allow that situation to develop naturally, and, and where it goes is where it goes. So sometimes we talk for hours on end. Sometimes we don't talk but twice and then we meet up other times it's months of communication before a face is ever met with a name so we don't have a formula to it we just allow everything to kind of come to us naturally well and we like talking a lot more than it seems like some people will talk and talk and talk with us and others it'll be those couple of texts like okay we'll meet here and this that that so it's funny because again the last time we dated was 18 19 years ago and we didn't really have all the texting like you picked up the phone and called each other and so I mean, there was texting, but very little bit, not as much. Yeah. I remember being 14 when I like sent my first text message and I was at the mall and I was like, why couldn't I just call you to tell you I was here? And um, <laughs> so now it's so funny because like we'll send a text and if there's not a response, it's like, well, what do you think they took it this way? Or do you think they took it? <gasps> oh my gosh, well, what? So we'll overanalyze things. And half the time I'm like, these people don't even, they probably don't care. They're not looking into it as much as we are just because. We want everyone to feel what we feel and have that good experience and get those tinglys and make it sexy, but not stepping over boundaries and making someone uncomfortable either. Yeah. Okay. I would like to get a little more specific on how you love to worship each other. Who wants to start? What do you love about fucking each other? So for me, I love the growth that we have shared together Mm -hmm. over the course of almost two decades. I have always been a little bit more of a exploratory Mm -hmm. than me, than her. So I've always kind of poked and prodded. Like I said, uh, I mentioned a hammer and a pry Literally (laughs) poked and prodded. Um, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) We've always played these games in the bedroom that I try something and usually it becomes a, oh, I didn't mean to do that. You know, the grays where it was like, oh. So I love the growth together. The fact that we were at a certain place Mm -hmm. so many moons ago, and now we're at this place today. Where does next year align Mm -hmm. us? Where does 30 years from now align us? He bought me my first toy when I was 18. Oh, really? What was it? Do you remember? It was probably just a vibrator. Yeah. Yeah. Now there are many and many and many and many. Like I said, we (laughs) buy stock. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You are such a unique opportunity. I can't help it. I have to ask this question. It might be impossible. Can you kind of like look at your sexy timeline of the 18 years you had together and just like go through the milestones for us? Like I hear that there's growth where you were then and where you are now. Like specifically, what did that look like in your sex life? Ooh, okay. So again, bought my first toy. Really didn't masturbate at all in the beginning, but I kind of started then. Had you had partnered sex yet with anyone? Or oh, yeah. He... Okay. Yeah, okay. I had. Yeah. And he had too. Yeah. I had partners that took care of me, that cared about me, but I also had some that didn't. But the ones that took care of me didn't necessarily know what they were doing. And him being a pleaser, he is an explorer. I mean, he would literally just be between my legs and just touch me and play with me. And 
look at me. And that was so new to me to have someone take that much time and care with me. We had kids pretty young. I was 23 when we had our first son. So through that time, I mean, we were still progressing. Again, that raise, you know, I was never into any kind of butt play at all. It just, it was a stereotypical thing for me. And that stayed in my head. She was, she just didn't know it. (laughs) Okay, got it. uh, (laughs) He would touch me on accident, quote unquote, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there. And over the years, I've gotten more and more comfortable with that. Way more comfortable now. Are you like into butt stuff now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's pleasurable too. It's definitely pleasurable for sure now. So the milestones in our relationship is in the beginning, everything was fresh and hot. I mean, we enjoyed each other's company Mm -hmm. multiple times a day, multiple times a week, a month. And then once we made that next transition, home kids, home kids, I um, kind of became mom, and it was more mom and dad, and we and more duty bound. For a little while. We kept it alive. Like I said, that's when the whole exploratory thing kind of came because it was still there in her. It was just kind of dormant. We would still get new toys and stuff like that. And so that would rev things up. And then, you know, we'd go into our, the routine of, you know, things like we both need this. Let's do this. Let's get the kids in bed early. And so it was more routine for a few years. And for me personally, not that it's an excuse because it's not ladies. And I get that now, but I was in my mom head, you know, I'm not sexy right now. I've got Mm -hmm. other obligations, which is so wrong because I know now that he is my first priority, period. If him and I aren't good, the kids aren't going to be good. The house isn't going to be here. Everything's not here without me and him. But I was just in that zone where I had way too many other things going on in my head and wouldn't turn off. And now over the last couple of years, few years, I'm learning that we we need that connection more than anything else. I think it was actually on one of your podcasts we were listening to where there was a trigger word for one of your guests. And whenever their partner gave them that trigger word, they knew that, that it was time for them to turn their brain off and mm, re-engage yeah. with them. So I asked her, I said, I, I need a word or I need a spot on your body that I can touch or kiss to let you know that now it's our time. So, uh-huh. And I didn't just want like him to kiss my neck or something like that because that can be It wasn't a normal place. A normal I, I needed thing. I needed a place to where that was the place. So, yeah. her place is right at the top of her butt cheeks, right where you would get like a like, tattoo. A little lower um, than that. We'll yeah. call it a tramp stamp, right? Right at the apex of yeah. the butt. But if I bite right there, she knows that I just turn off. This is my off button. Oh my God, that's so hot. (laughs) I tell you what, that was the best routine that helped me learn that. And now he can take off his belt and look at me and I'll just set my hands on the counter. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) So that was the best practice ever. And once again, we didn't realize that anything was missing. Yeah. So through the the bullet points, right, or, or how you describe that is in the beginning, it was hot, it was steamy, it was fresh, it was new. And then marriage, raising kids. And now we're at a point where we're relearning each other and mm-hmm. learning each other's bodies and how she wants to be pleased above and beyond what she ever thought she was capable of. And equally for me as well, right? We're taking down Mm -hmm. boundaries for myself and putting myself in situations that I never thought that I would. Well, maybe I thought that I would. (laughs) (laughs) He's more open. I love that so much. I recently was speaking with someone who was just like, but why do you need to explore so much? Like, what's going to be good enough for you? And it was such an interesting frame to me because what I hear reflected in your stories is like, it's not about the stuff before wasn't good enough. It's like, I'm a human being. The way my dopamine system is wired, if I do the same thing over and over again, I will get bored. It's not about it being bad or not good enough. It's just the way that the neurochemicals exist in our brains. And so for me, exploring thing to thing means that by the time I get back around to this other thing I liked, it's new and fresh and exciting again. And then everything feels like the next level up. Okay. You guys are so inspiring. (laughs) I would like to hear some specific physical details of how you like to please the other. So giving him oral, it was kind of a job for a long time. 
And I think I listened to a podcast or a book or something, and it was how to give the best blow job or some something to that effect. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to listen to this. And I really want to impress him. I want to go home and impress him. So and we um, to this one together. Did, yeah. Okay. okay. So <laughs> I was going to um, say, could you tell the difference that night? <laughs> I so I learned how to give a great blow job too. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I don't know. Something in me snapped and I kind of, I just wanted to be better for him Mm. and I still need to work on it, but I'm working on some deep throating. (gasps) And the first time I got him as far down as I could and I stuck my tongue out and grabbed his balls with my tongue and pulled him in. I thought he was going to die on me. (laughs) It was pretty awesome. (laughs) He likes the teeth. And so for me, when he cringes or he gasps, or because we've never been very vocal word wise in bed until more recently anyways. So when he is now, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm doing the damn job. (sighs) And I love that. But it's funny because him being a pleaser at heart, that's not going to be enough for him. He's got to make sure that I'm taken care of a lot as well. So (laughs) it's hard for me to just get down on my knees and be like, just shut up and let me take this. (laughs) <laughs> and then I'm going to walk away and go do something else. Like he, that's not enough for him. He's got to, no, 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 Come here. Come yeah. back here. So yeah, just knowing that I'm trying to better my techniques with everything, you know, him seeing the confidence in me, I know like he loves that and my body language. And so I'm trying to really just connect with my body when we are together and, and doing anything and let him know like that feels good right there. Yeah. Do that do that again, maybe not so much that, but so for me telling him more and being more vocal and it's making me feel sexy and me powerful. The biggest thing for me would be the desire to want to get better. She's understanding that even though that she knows every inch of me inside, outside, that there's still room for growth, right? So there were so many years of our relationship that wasn't stagnant or stale, but there were so many years of non-growth, right? So now that there is this growth, it's so inspiring to walk into a room to see her want to do this Mm -hmm. to me, whether it's, I mean, as simple as rub on my hand because I've had a hard day at work or because he's such a touch person. Yeah. Because she wants to, she wants to get, more into her deep throating skills. Anything that she wants to take to the next level, I'm more more willing to help her learn. And when he knows <laughs> like that I'm it's something new for me that I'm he's so much harder, so much more into it as well and he's cool. he yeah. loves that. Yeah. So I'm very it's, I'm it's, very energy driven yeah. individual. So yeah. the <laughs> more you give the more I give. Mm-hmm. So oh, beautiful. It is a very harmonic balance between the two of us once we enter into that situation. Mm-hmm. So so tell us now what are some of the things that you like to do to her when she's been very generous and has given you a lot? What does it inspire you to do to her in return? Oh, gosh. I mean, <laughs> there wouldn't be a single thing. You know, we've touched on the grays part where I felt a certain thing from a certain touch at a certain point. That's what I search for and look for. So on her body, on her body, you're like feeling through it with your like energy sensors. Exactly. I want to touch the bottom of her neck and I want her toes to tingle. So I'm constantly trying to connect those dots within her. That those arch in my back. Those or points the, of erotic, yeah. eroticism within her body. I want to build her up to the point where like I want her to orgasm from me just touching her eventually. So like taking the time to learn with her and with myself. Yeah. So I can't say one, there's one thing that I like to do or please or touch. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not looking for one, but I would love to hear, for example, what are the few ways that she enjoys being teased? I heard that she loves to be teased in every single way, but could you give us an example of how you might tease her? So she had touched on me taking off my belt and her putting her hands on the countertop. So she loves doing that. The energy level that I feel from her is a very much like of a letdown situation where once she grabs a countertop, all of the day's weight sheds like clothes. And then so, those come off too. <laughs> I was going to say, so, like clothes that come off really fast, great. <laughs> yeah, so I can, I can take my belt and I can start from the tips of her shoulders and I can work all the way down. And I'm literally 
whisking away the day's weight and i can see that falling off of her so that's one way that i really enjoy to please her that's coming out he'll start like recently by my shoulders and just kind of graze me with the belt and then i'll feel the belt go away and not know what he's gonna do and then it'll come you know on the other side of my back and go down further and then it'll go away it's the and then he'll you know spank me with it and that's you know, it'll get me and then he'll take it away and just not knowing what he's going to touch me with or where yeah. he's going to touch me next. It's he knows that that, yeah. Individual square inches of skin that show <laughs> me pleasure that ultimately make all my senses just come alive. So, and she has those everywhere. It's just a matter of whether or not she's going to allow them to turn on or not. So every day that how I want to please her is changing and evolving and it's never... It's never the same. Mm-hmm. So so hot. Yeah. If I'm understanding your story correctly, it sounds like this dom sub dynamic is newer for you guys. How does he make you feel taken care of when he's in his dominant role? With the growth, my comfort level is through the roof with him. I know that I'm going to be safe. And even if there's discomfort learning new things or doing new things, you know, physically or mentally, I'm so comfortable with him. Like he gives me that sense of he's going to take care of me. I mean, it gives me shiver. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm getting shivers just thinking about it. You've heard the masculine he, and the feminine roles, right? That we yeah. all share. So part of that whole biting of the butt thing was to pull her out of her masculine Mm -hmm. and to put her back in her feminine. So our dom and sub roles really really kick in Mm -hmm. when it is a shift from who we are out of our household to who we are in our household. So we're both dominant people out in the Mm -hmm. world. We both have to go out there and perform duties and skills and we have to do everything on a day-to-day basis. So when she comes in, it's, mm -hmm. it's very much her entering into her feminine role. It's more for and, me learning to let go rid of yeah. the, the dominant or the masculine role. Letting so. go. Cause when I let go fully, that's when we have those through the roof experiences where I'm more comfortable trying something new or taking something a little bit further than we normally do. For me, it's a shedding of, you know, a layer from the day. It's almost as good as the whole teasing thing, you know, that edging me along the anticipation and what, what is he going to do next? Like, what is he going to want me to do next? And a lot of times I wouldn't say I'll get bratty, but I'll kind of flip him over and, you know, show him that I want to do that. But in him being a pleaser, that's still him getting what he wants as a dominant, you know, with me telling him I want something or I'm going to do this to you for him. So it sounds like you guys have constant communication throughout the day pretty regularly. Yes. Does that include sexting and any nudes like it sounds like you're into camera stuff does that come into your day-to-day life or is it more verbal because you have access to each other it's mostly verbal but there's occasionally the picture i've got to be careful because i'm out in public more that makes sense like out in the middle of the street you know and in a vehicle that everyone recognizes so I have to be more careful about that. I'm having a hot fantasy right now oh. about like the, being in the back of your truck and then going to a construction site and just That's like That's been one of his for boxes. years. And yeah. I'm like, the back of that truck is dirty as hell. It's dirty, yeah. It'll happen the day that she retires. Yeah, the day yeah. I retire. What are they going to do about it, right? yeah. So yeah, but like on my day off, if he's not around the house or anything, that's kind of usually when I'll send him stuff or like, hey, when are you going to be home? Hey, I need you now. And we I'll want, send him yeah, a snippet want the, of a video. Those opportunities yeah. to be there, but our day-to-day lives, it's, it's tough yeah. for the sexting to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then the kids randomly walk by and they'll pick up the phone and that gets in the way occasionally too. So you mentioned that you're very outgoing, very extroverted. Have any of the couples that you have been intimate with been friends yet? Or is it all like strangers that you're meeting? Oh, no. No friends that we know. Is that one yeah, of your rules? people that we have met. No, that, no we, we ultimately want to create friendships. We don't want a one-night stand or just a hookup. If it just doesn't work, usually we're not the ones to step into that realm. If it's just not cohesive for the four of us it's just not going to happen we don't need that to happen so therefore we're not going to allow that to happen if it's if we don't see potential growth elsewhere so yeah we would love to have the friends that we can hang out with outside of that and then 
hope for, you know, fun, sexy times later after the barbecue's over or this is over. So yeah, we want that, but we don't have any friends that we know of anyways. So, Maybe after yeah. this year's, it'll be different. <laughs> I know. Who knows? Well, I've, we've also been in a time where people haven't been coming out in the same way. And the way that we're connecting has shifted maybe the amount of time that you've been in this new exploration, depending on where we are in the country. So I just feel like there is increased opportunity as time moves forward. So on that note, I would love to hear what sort of fantasies you have right now as a couple going forward. So whether that is like at an elaborate sex party or like the threesome or foursome or moresome of your dreams or like the fancy sex club that you mentioned, like just today, just for fun, let's build a fantasy together. Where are your heads at? I, for myself, want to now fulfill his construction guy fantasy where he just shows up at some random woman's house. I'm going to have to figure that out though like in yeah. the, the back without him knowing it so someday he'll get that surprise I just don't know when <laughs> I gotta figure out all the logistics so that fantasy will happen I would love to go to like a, a very nice beautiful lavish like sex club that has the rules and the consent and the cleanliness you know definitely want to experience that and we've heard of a couple really good places to check out so hopefully that'll be in our future soon. What about you? I can't say there's one thing that's necessarily on my radar. It's just a collaboration of more new stuff. Of more yeah. new stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of more new experiences and I'm not hindering that by creating my own agenda. I love that. that. It's beautiful to hear the balance that you both have because earlier when you were talking about kind of like feeding off Jen's original fantasies. I'm the same way where like if I have a partner that likes something that I can take it and run with it and explore it in a million different ways. But otherwise my like desire to explore everything is so wide that I'm like looking for the overlap. And if I don't find it, then I'm like panicking that I'm just doing too much or that I'm not finding the overlap. And it really is finding that balance. Yeah. We both get really excited about turning each other on to and finding the excitement in each other. And I think that has helped drive us in a, you know, tight knit way forward. And it sounds like you're really good at noticing it in each other and now like debriefing it and refining it as you go forward. We're learning more and more every day. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything else you want to explore together that we have not yet talked about? We open up new doors together daily. I just want to continue on that path from the day that our journey began. And then from the day that our new journey began, it's always been about just letting life surprise you. So as we're talking to people as singles or as a couple, I find myself really being attracted to other people's fascinations or kinks and wanting to be better at them for them. Because that is my pleaser mentality. So Mm -hmm. if somebody wants to be spanked or if somebody wants the shibari as far as like all the ropes and everything i want to learn all that stuff that way i can properly please everybody else so i really like diving down those holes and researching it and learning about it and making myself more well-rounded if that makes any sense the ropes for sure is on his radar yeah the the shibari that we received several really really hot pictures from a single female and i wasn't quite into her as a third but the rope thing was really hot and he really liked that so that's definitely something we want to check out i'm trying to think of what else i know there was we had gone through the new room I couldn't want to try that. Yeah. Yeah, The new massage. That's for her. Yeah. We want to try that. I heard about that on your show. Another lady was talking about it. I think that's on my bucket list too. I know. I know. I'm like, should I get a pool for my house? Yeah. Well, he bought us a massage table through all this. That was one of the first purchases. (sighs) (laughs) Mr. Pleaser here. So we want to take it a little further than the coconut oil, I think. (laughs) So. That would be hot. I, I definitely am going to continue that whole deep learning thing, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For new things, I know. I know I could, it can be just a little bit better. I think that's on our radar for now. I have to say there are so many moments in my life where I'm like, why do people get married? They usually just seem mad at each other. But lately, I've been talking to married couples where I'm like, oh, my God, it makes sense. I see it. I get it. There's, that's a benefit. I would like that. I see it. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for continuing to serve as a beautiful example. Lastly, if you could go back in time and give younger yous 
a piece of sex advice? What age or ages would you pick? And what would you say? Once I established those insecurities within myself that I built that wall with me and Jenny, I would go back to that time and say that you have to find the confidence within that situation, within yourself, within your partner, to not build those insecurities. That's what I would say. I would go back to those younger years, those 13, 14, 15, and... More grinding on the couch. (laughs) A lot more grinding on the couch. Get rid of the stupid boys. Kiss a girl. (laughs) That's a good one for my younger self. I want to borrow that one. Kiss a girl. I would tell myself to hold myself to a higher level, make sure that I'm getting what I want and fully comfortable getting it before I just kind of give in to what someone else wants. Give myself more credit for sure. Fuck yeah. I'll go back to those days, but definitely kiss a girl. I would have, I would have told myself that now. I wouldn't have been so damn nervous yeah, a year ago or so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, thank you for being on this show. I'm I'm loving your sex stories. Do you have a sex question for me? We do. How do you get through the mental do. process that you go through to feel comfortable trying something new? Spe- specifically about trying new kinks and fetishes. Mm-hmm. Something that we don't know necessarily that we're going to be into, but we have to be in the correct mental mind space to allow our bodies to enjoy it. 